The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And this is show number 111. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. I feel much better after I spewed my guts out on the last podcast. Thank you for listening to me. I know your frustrations. Um, I'll be them different. I'll be them the same. Um, We all have some frustrations nonetheless. So let me dive into our show. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of old. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of old. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Today's show is going to be the pregame for the Denver Doncos game. Can't wait to see that uh, red face Mike Shanahan, a.k.a. Manson. We're going to try to get that picture up because we've been using that for the last couple of seasons. It's a beautiful likeness. It looks like his twin brother. It's pretty funny. Uh, along with the pregame, we're going to talk a little about Tyler Brayton. He, get roll, he gets rolled for 25K. And in Denver, Raider Week has been officially canceled due to lack of interest. We're going to talk about last Monday's ratings on television. And Shell makes the top list of the bottom five. And then we'll go into our comments forum section. And that should be the show. So welcome and here we go. It wasn't about the body, just stacked up with the money. You racked up, and when it came to standing your ground, you never backed up. Another day, another episode, and dudes got bored. Another story, another story to be told to the young bucks. The future hood coming up. Showed on the ropes these days. They pay the stomping fools who running up. Keeping in mind, whenever they have to grind, keep an eye on Denver Doncos are coming to town. Now, on every, any given day, any given team can beat another team. However, our team has been woefully missing an offense from the very beginning. I haven't seen anything going in a progressive state since our preseason, where it all came to a crashing halt when we played the Sea Chickens, our last preseason game. Now, this is a game at home, and I know that the Raider Nation is going to bring it. Because we've been bringing it the whole freaking season. And it's not going to stop now. I don't care what the team's doing. Because this is the nation. It's the fans that make this team so great right now. We're holding the whole show up, folks. The Raider Nation is. So, I expect the crowds to be ravenous. I expect there to be echoes of Raider throughout the entire Coliseum as we did last two games, three games, actually. So the nation will show up, I have no doubt. Um, We have been showing up, and it will be awesome to see all of you there at the Coliseum. The game will be awesome. It will be insanity because we hate, I hate the Denver Doncos more than any other team in the NFL. And I will tell you this. Seeing the rat face in our Coliseum is the most frustrating thing, especially when he's got a smile on his face. I love to put a scowl on his mug. I love it, and I hope we do it this Sunday. Tommy, the New York Raiders, coming in for this game, and we can't wait to meet this character. Raider Rick and I talked about it today, and we can't wait to meet this guy because he has all the intensity of an Oakland Raider stuck 
in New York, which is, hey, man, you know what? I think New York fans should be Raider fans. There should be more of them because that's the kind of fan it takes to be a Raider fan. Tommy's awesome. He's funny. He's a great guy. And he's Puerto Rican, too, on top of that. I know his wife is for sure. So he's eating pastelas and beans and rice with chickpeas just like me. Anyways, I'm not going to drift too far off the subject because we're here to talk about the Doncos game. And when I said that the uh, Raider Week has been canceled due to lack of interest, well, the funny thing is I've been looking through Denver papers. I've been looking through the Denver Broncos sites and Denver football, and, well, they ain't saying jack. There's no pump up about the Raider game. Now, Colorado Chris probably has more of a take on that than I do because I'm not there, and Last time we played them in their house, of course, there was the hateful Al Davis messages and blah, 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 propaganda all over. Unlike what we don't get here in the Bay Area, we don't get respect here anyway, but we don't get any commercials to pump up the crowd. We don't need that crap. We pump ourselves up. No problem. However, here we are (laughs) getting ready to go into a pivotal game. The reason I call it a pivotal game is we can take them down from the AFC West rankings to number two behind San Diego. Now, I I don't want to be like, well, I'm going to be like that. We need to be the spoilers in this game. We need to spoil the Broncos season and make sure that they are not the first in the AFC West. So they have to play an extra game if they go into a playoff situation or maybe not even make it. This is what we could do best. Now, I know our offense is something to be desired. (laughs) And let me talk about their defense first. Broncos D. It's given up 345 yards in the last two games. Okay? So they're... They're giving up points, but since we're not making any points, except for on the defense, it's kind of a funny statistic. But statistics are like buttholes, and everybody has one. So (laughs) they are sure to blitz Walter with our 44 total sacks. I tell you again, that just blows my freaking mind. 44 total sacks against the Oakland Raiders. And need I say more? No, I think I will say more. Let me tell you, and you know what? You really don't get a real look or a real grasp, may I say, of what 44 sacks is. Now, let me just tell you these games. These are sacks per game. And just think about, think back to all the Raider games you've ever seen and think about how many times we've been sacked this season. The Chargers sacked us nine times. The Ravens rolled us six. The Browns punked us for four. And the Niners only got one, thank goodness. Broncos snuck in four more sacks. The Cardinals got five. The Steelers got six, and we still won. And the Sea Chickens punked us for a grueling nine sacks. That's 44, folks. And that's bullshit. The offense has got to get it together. We've been chanting it, we've been saying it, we've been monitoring it, we've been, you know, shouting it from the top of buildings for crying out loud. Now, I know the Denver Broncos are going to blitz big because they did last time, and everybody has is having success against the Oakland Raiders with the blitz packages, any kind of blitz. 
you're going to get a sack. It spreads like wildfire. This team, of course, will sack the living daylights out of our quarterback. And if we don't watch it with our 44 sacks, this will be another battered and abused QB that will have nothing more to look forward to but an Advil and ice cocktail. Because that's what they're going to have to have every game because they're going to be beat up big time. Perhaps a visit to the emergency room. Now, let's imagine what Mr. Potato Head might have in store for us this game. I can't even imagine because I've been trying to give this idiot the benefit of the doubt. And every single time, he lets me down. You know, it's kind of like... Someone who you keep trusting, a relative that needs money, and you think, gosh, you know, they're going to they're gonna pay me back this time for sure. Eh, wrong. Didn't happen. No payback, Jack. Sorry. And that's what I, it's like trying to put a quarter into a slot machine, being there for two days, and just knowing that this slot machine is going to pay off. Eh, as soon as you leave, someone puts a buck in and wins $10,000. That's the way Tom Walsh is. He is uh, worthless. I've said it before. I don't want to go too much into it. But what can he do? Now, we had shotgun formations in this last game to try to save Andrew Walter from the grueling nine sacks that he got. Didn't seem to help too much because when even if you start off from the shotgun, you cannot wait five minutes for the receiver to be open 25 yards down the field. Broke back Tom. Here's a message for you. How about a screen that really works? I wish that you would go and practice screens all day for three days in a row. I would wish that the offense would try just a screenplay and practice it until they can't stand it anymore. Because it seems to me like screenplays, everyone we've tried has been a miscue, a drop pass, ball thrown too far behind, too far in front, or not enough blockers in position. Our screenplays blow, and that's a huge, huge thing you can use against a blitz package. Here's another one, four wideouts. Four wideouts will force the linebackers to stay back in coverage, especially if you hit them on short five- to eight-yard routes. Tom, you can't have the whole potato. Sorry, you're going to have to carve it up a little bit at a time like French fries. Listen, it's not going to work. The seven-step drop, the three-step drop. You still have receivers flying down the field 20 and 25 yards away. There's a huge open gap in the middle of the field every single game. We need to fill it. We also need to do another thing, something that we've been thinking about and talking about for months. We have to roll Andrew Walter to one side or another. We have to get him out of the pocket. We have to change the dimensions of the offense enough so that other teams won't just read us, pinch it off, and sack us every damn play. If you do not do this this game, if this does not occur, if we have another meltdown in the offense, I will be at a total loss for words. There's not much more I can say as a sports fan or a a podcaster when you hang your hopes on someone who has no idea of what they're doing. 
who is absolutely overwhelmed with today's defenses. I'm hoping, I'm praying that Al Davis, somebody in the back office, takes the responsibility and makes this happen. The accountability for crying out freaking loud and forces some change in the offense. The idea that you cannot change midseason is bullshit. Come on, 44 sacks? You mean to tell me that you wouldn't want to try something different? I know if I was a quarterback, I'd sure as hell want to try something different. Shit, I want to try different medicine, too, after I got my bell rung for about the 25th, excuse me, the 44th time. Sorry, I'm getting a little off subject. But those are just some suggestions for good old Tom. I hope you're listening, King of the Potato Heads, because you are the man of the hour. You have the opportunity to save your job and the job of your very good friend that has not let you out of the Raider office for some strange reason. You better do something for good old Art and win this freaking game. Because I'll tell you what, the way you're playing, you are going to go back to flipping flapjacks out of your butt crack and poor old art might be out of a job altogether with an embarrassing end to a career what a terrible way to treat your friend get it together potato head announcing a new arrival uh, mr potato head oh that's me congratulations <laughs> it's a potato oh. it's mr potato head family there's mr mrs and baby too potato head family i love you with eyes and ears and hats and noses you can put them in can't believe it. As for Mob Ryan, I have no doubt that the Raiders' defense will be ready to play. I have no doubt that the defense will feed from the Raider Nation and dominate. Derek Burgess, sack after sack. Warren Sapp in there making some trouble. Tommy Kelly, Morrison, Huff. All these characters are going to make it happen. I foresee at least two interceptions. The plumber, the plumber, yes, call for the plumber. The plumber has been playing very well the last couple games. It's time for him to drop the ball, so to speak, because he's not going to be ready for the Raiders' defense. The whole team's not going to be ready for the Raiders. Now, I know Shanahan practices very well against this team, how do you pump your team up for a team with such buffoonery with the Keystone Cop offense that we saw in the Seattle game? Yes, it's Laurel Hardy and pads. How much more comedy could you ask for? Now, let me just tell you that if we don't do some of those things like I just suggested, the rollout, the four wide receiver sets, you know, forget the two tight end sets. They can't block for shit. Nobody can block. And the other thing I'll say, Tom, is run the freaking ball. Run the ball. It seems like the offense has a pretty good push on things, and I think maybe we could get through this. Let Justin Fargus soften him up and peel him away, and then let Lamont Jordan pound it through their face until we start getting some first downs. And then, and only then, Pass the ball, not 50 yards, Tom. I know you want to do that. I know you have just itchy trigger finger. Try to continue to get first downs until the chicken, as you say, crosses the freaking goal line. 
The defense will come in huge. I do expect a couple interceptions, at least two sacks. I see that we're going to be at home. The crowd will make a huge difference in this game, an absolute huge difference. We have to come and represent. Okay, last Monday night's game. Now that I have to beat it up some more, but it's pretty funny. ESPN rated it as the worst NFL Monday night game ever televised in the history of televised sports. And the ratings showed it. Well, that's pretty funny because a further investigation of this is those are ratings on cable. And you know who the next highest rated cable show is? Get ready. Hold on to your seats. You think it might be something juicy? It is. It's SpongeBob. That's the number two, and I can't even remember the number three. The funny thing is, now they're trying to beat the Raiders down and saying that they are the worst-rated team in media draw. Well, that's horseshit. There's a million Raider fans out there, and you know, just because we come in second to SpongeBob, hey, it wasn't like they were a whole lot above SpongeBob. SpongeBob has some pretty damn good ratings. So, anyway, that's kind of a a comment I want to make on that. Shell makes the bottom five. Yes, our coach, Art Shell, makes the bottom five coaches in the NFL. Wow, what a surprise that is. Now, it's funny that he would make the bottom five top coaches. They didn't say offensive coordinators. They didn't need to because they did say that his staff is a major reason why he's failing. <laughs> Go feel. Go figure. He makes the bottom five with the likes of Saban and Denny Green. Boy, what a new low we've reached. Well, Raider fans, I'll tell you, in this game, we're going to have to really bring it on. As fans, we're going to have to be true blue. We have to come out and scream our asses off no matter what the team does. I know it's frustrating. I know it's you're hesitating to do it, but I know you'll be there. Just like the Salmon, they come back every year to spawn. The Raider Nation will be there. We have no choice. It's a draw. It's a passion. It's something. Because you got to be there to represent, and I know you will. I know you will for sure. New York Tommy Raider will be there. He's like a whole section all to his own. So I just want to thank the Raider Nation for, <laughs> for and I want to thank you guys before you even get there for representing, because I know that it's not easy going to a game and knowing that the possibilities of getting pummeled are there and you're still hanging in there. So I got to tell you, I'm very very commendable to the nation. I'm a waiter, open waiter, from the bay to LA to Las Vegas, cause I'm a player, boss player, and if you give me puppy collar, shake the haters, I'm a waiter. Oh yeah, I want to talk about Tyler Brayton too, as long as we're at it. Tyler Brayton got $25,000 fines and Jeremy Steven got a $15,000 fine. Don't ask me why. Jeremy started the situation, but the NFL figured that the last guy got the most. I don't know how that works, but I guess that's the way it works. He didn't get a suspension, however, so he will be at this next game. Well, we'll see if he can kick someone else in the crotch, because I thought it was a pretty good move myself. And it's frustrating. Yes, it's frustrating for all of us. Well, let's slip over to our comments forum section.
too. There's, there's, there's a lot of good ones here. Okay, here we go. New York Tommy Raider comes in, and he says, Time is ticking. Only two days before I make the trip to the left coast. That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You're a funny guy. I can't wait to meet you. Okay, a dingo ate my baby. Make sure you bug your 40 whiner friends. Yeah, this is some great news, and I wanted to share this with you. I knew it was here in the forum, so here it goes. ESPN.com has reported that the San Francisco 49ers have ended negotiations with the city of San Francisco about building a new stadium. They're going to move to Santa Clara or somewhere else in California, according to reports. 49ers owner John Dork notified Mayor Gavin Newsom that the marriage was over. He's packing his bags, and you can forget the prenup because they're going to be called the Santa Clara 49ers. No, they're going to they're going to be called the San Francisco 49ers, but they're in Silicon Valley. Maybe they'd be the chips or maybe they'd be the <laughs> the CPUs from across the bay. I don't know what we're going to do. It's going to be easier to go to a game. They're sure going to have way more Raider fans there now. They better think about making that move. That's pretty funny. Okay. George Fernando Lopez Nieto comes in top secret truth about Tom Walsh and and uh, Jorge comes in big time with this uh, <laughs> it's a pretty funny story you should get on the com and read this section folks you guys got to check it out because these are beautiful takes all every damn one of them and you'll laugh your ass off he's talking about <laughs> this is a message to the Raider Nation about Tom Walsh being an infiltrator from the hated orange men of Denver, and he's there to destroy our team from the inside out. Well, he's doing a damn good job. That's all I have to say. The assassin. Dream a little dream. Check out Louisville play Rutgers tonight on ESPN, and damn, wouldn't it have been nice to have Bobby Paterno at the helm? The man's offense is simply Amazing. Yeah, it would have been great to have Paterno. I didn't realize that was happening until Al said it. I had little little, little inklings that they were talking to him, but I didn't think it was that big a deal. As a matter of fact, Bobby Paterno kind of turned it down in the media that he even talked to Al Davis. That's a sorry state because if we could have gotten him, boy, things would have been a whole lot different here in Oaktown. Colorado Chris comes in. Jealous Tommy. Like I said earlier, Tommy, you better bring it. And I'm not talking about the way you and your pinstripe pussy friends bring it. I mean bringing it strong. I have a new attitude after leaving Seattle. I was fucked with and not just the usual fan banter. So I pray Seahawks fans make the trip next next time we play. And you know what? I say the same thing. Colorado Chris, you could tell that those fans were being punk-ass biatches, and I can't wait till they come to Oakland. If they, I can't wait. And I say every, every Raider fan is going to any game in the near future. You make sure you get your ass over there to that frickin' game against the Sea Chickens because we need to show them what a fan is like. They're going to give our fans shit. 
Well, let me tell you, it's coming back at you. And Colorado Chris knows exactly what I'm talking about. He goes on to say, Greg, great show. I often wonder how the hell you motivate yourself to put it together. Rick also. What we talk about day in and day out, Tom Walsh, I refuse. I am done with that. <laughs> Maybe start looking into college game and talking about some of our draft picks, perhaps. You guys know my hatred for the Doncos, so I'm putting it all on you, Tommy. Go big. We need your Raider attitude, not your Yankees one. <laughs> uh, Colorado Chris, you have to make it to the Raider Nation podcast tailgate, my friend. you got to make it there. You come to the Coliseum, you better give me a doggone call, drop me an email or something. And there's a missing Raider out there, and I'm going to tell you right now. Nil Billy Boy, where the hell are you, man? You better get on down with your crazy insanity and come on over to the tailgate. I am not kidding, because we need to see your ass over there, okay? We got some beer for you, and we got some tri-tip. So get on over there to the Rainer Nation podcast. It's a Denver game. I know you're going to be there. Kick down. I'm going to send you an email, too, just to make sure you get it so you can't say, well, I didn't hear. So right back at you. Really, buddy, I'd like to see you out there. Well, here it is, Raider fans. Just before we play the Doncos, let's not forget those wonderful traditions, the Raider traditions, the ones you like to share with your children, like Christmas and the upcoming seasons of Thanksgiving. We have traditions to pass on to our kids, like when the bus from the opposing team comes into the Coliseum parking lot, the flying fingers, the bare asses. These are things that must be passed on. The insults, the colorful words, nouns, verbs you never heard put together in the same sentence. These are things that are tradition. These are things you must pass on to the next greater generation. Other traditions. Booing as the Denver Broncos come into the Coliseum. Not just a regular boo, a hatred boo, a deep, lowly boo. Every time the Doncos enter the field. These are things you must pass on to further generations. And just like holiday special occasions, keep them forever close to your heart. Because this is the Raider Nation. We are the Raider Nation. And like I said before, don't let any punk-ass biatch tell you you should be ashamed of being a Raider fan. I'll tell you right now, those same people that are giving you shit today, you'll be able to put it in their freaking face tomorrow. That's for sure, because the Raiders are not out. They may be down for a little bit, but the Raider Nation ain't even down. We're hanging. We're with our team, and don't be telling us to be ashamed of our team. Lion fan or Bengals fan, or 49er fan, or Seahawk fan, or Steeler fan, or Bronco fan. I hope you enjoyed the show. I know it was short, but sweet. This is Raider Greg. 
And until the post-game show, when I hope that I can scream out sweet victory, I am out. <laughs>